Welcome to This Week in the State Line, where we talk with local people about the local topics that you care about. And here we are. It's a holiday weekend, and we're glad to be here with Heidi Onabaney from the Rock River Valley Blood Center because there is a need that is so massive that, well, we need to talk about this. We need to bring it up. So first of all, Heidi, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, same to you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Hanukkah, everything. All wrapped into one. (laughs) All right. So as we move forward to holiday season, we were just talking about how stressful it is in our personal lives. Everybody's probably feeling that overwhelmed, you know, schedule. They have to do so many things. So... You're the one that's going to be on the outside if you don't get blood from these people to help patients in the hospital, right? Exactly. And we know that everybody's really busy because I was just telling you how overwhelmed I am with this whole holiday season. (laughs) That's how our donors feel. So we need people, if you've never given before, if you are a regular donor and you only give maybe twice a year, maybe step it up and give an extra time. We're really looking for people to come in and take an hour out of their day and spread some good cheer, some thankfulness for somebody else's holiday season. Because without these donors, there's no substitute. All right, so if I donate a pint of blood in one hour, how many lives am I saving with that one pint of blood? You're saving between one and three lives, because we can take that one product of blood and split it out and give the different components of the blood, the different parts of the blood, to different people. So, you know, you're saving one to three lives with each donation, and it's you are actually saving someone's life. We don't give blood or transfuse blood without good reason. So... It's not just to give them a little boost. They they only do that when you're in dire need. So if someone said to you, hey, you know, if you gave me one hour, I could save up to three people. Would you do it? Of course you would. Right. But it's just a matter of scheduling it in. So Right. Everyone's busy. I get it. But we have lots of donor hours. We, you know, we just ask people to come stop by. They can go on the website, make an appointment, set up what works for you. We have four locations, various mobile sites. So we have lots of opportunity. And what about the people who are squeamish of uh, needles and such? There's a lot of people that are like, oh, I can't do that. Well, you can do it. You just have to try it. And, you know, I tell people all the time, I get it. It's a needle. I get it. There's no other way to get it out of you without going through your skin. And that so some people just freaks them out. But take your arm and pinch it and then let it go. Now, would you do that? Would you get pinched to save three people's lives? I think everyone would say, yes, it's a pinch. It lasts for a second, and then it's over with. You don't feel it gushing out of you, you know, all the things that people (laughs) think. I mean, once that little pinch happens, that's it, you know, and you are actually saving people's lives. That's just so important. And there's like a mini physical that goes with every, I guess, donation, too. I mean, you get to find out your blood pressure and all that other stuff, Yeah, take your temperature, blood pressure, your pulse. We do a little drop of blood out of your finger to see if you have enough um, hemoglobin, which is the iron portion of your blood, to share with someone else. So, yeah, a little health check on the way. We only let you give if you're, you know, in good health and weigh at least 110 pounds and feel good the day of the donation. Do you need to know your blood type before I give? Nope. We'll take you. We'll tell you what your blood type is. We do that typing test on your blood, even if, you know, you come in and say, oh, I'm an O-Pause. Okay, that's nice. We're going to still type your blood. So we do it every single time. But once you know your blood type, you know, it is you will probably be called accordingly. Because if you are a certain blood type, we need you more or use you more. So, you know, that's uh, if you're an O-negative, that's what we call baby blood. It's a universal donor. They, that blood can go to anybody in need. So traumas get it right away. 
babies get it. It's, you know, the type of blood that anyone can receive. If you're an O positive blood type, anybody who has positive blood, whether they're an A, a B, or an AB, can have O positive. So that's a universal blood donor for O positive, for O's. So we really need people to come in. You know, there are some types that we need more than others, but, you know, the See, people say, well, I have a rare blood type. Well, the rarest blood type is the type that's not available when you need it. So, wow, well said. You know, that's, that's the, you know, everybody's type is important. So when we talk to the Rock River Valley Blood Center and you serve all the hospitals with blood, people don't realize there are all the hospitals. You are serving all the hospitals. Right. We service 10 area hospitals in the Rockford area in the actually up, up to Edgerton Hospital, Beloit Hospital, down to Rochelle. So we serve a huge metropolis area all the way out to Freeport. When you think about how many people are in that area, it's well over a million people, right? Guess how many people we have as active donors right now on our files? Oh, let's say 1,500? No, well, you're being even <laughs> worse than we are. We have 15,000. <laughs> okay, okay. But when you think about a million people, you have 15,000 people providing the blood for a million that, that's population. Crazy. That's crazy when you think about it. And as we go into the holiday season, of course, time and the weather will be playing tricks with people's schedules. So then, again, colds and flus. The demand is still there for blood, but people just aren't giving us enough blood. And that kind of is a emergency situation. It can turn into one very quickly. Um, you know, we just had a weekend that was really not good. We had a lot of trauma. We had a lot of blood usage, and that turns everything really quickly for us. All right, so we are talking to Heidi from the Rock River Valley Blood Center about their need for blood, uh, not only just because it's the holidays, but throughout the winter, all year round. If I donate blood, when can I go back? Every six weeks, six months? What? Every eight weeks. You can give blood every eight weeks. And the age, is there a start point? And? It's, it's 17 to through 75, but if you're 16, you may give if your parents sign a permission slip. So it's really, it's actually not, there is no upper age limit again. I, I shouldn't have said that. See, that's all the years I've been here. It goes back. <laughs> there is no age limit anymore. So you have to be um, 17 and with parent permission, you can give it 16. What about certain medications if I'm on? There is a list of medications. If you have something you're wondering about, you can just call in and ask before you go and make sure before you make a trip down there to check for your medication. But blood pressure medications do not disqualify you. That's a big misconception. As long as your blood pressure is okay that day, well, you know, you have to be within limits, but the medicine itself won't affect it. All right. What about travel? Since you said trip, it kind of... Put a light on yeah, my head. Travel, travel. There are some areas for travel. And again, you probably should call in before and make sure that your area has not been, you know, taken out of the picture. And again, it's more for malaria and then malarious travel. So, you know, check that does change from time to time. So if you were deferred years ago for some place, you might not be anymore. Or vice versa. You might have been able to go there before and now we can't take you. So I would if you're a regular traveler. Just call in and find out if the place, exact place you went, because there's areas in Mexico that are fine and there's areas that are not fine. So you need to call in and find out if your area is okay. What hours of operation at the Rock River Valley Blood Center? I know you see the blood mobiles and the big buses everywhere. You see them driving everywhere in their blood um, drives. But uh, if you need to set up something at the Rock River Valley Blood Center, your hours, and how do I get a hold of you? So the hours vary from site to site. We have a, two sites in Rockford at Perryville and on 6th Street. And those hours, rather than saying them out 
over the air. Mm -hmm. It's just easier for you just to go on our website at rrvbc.org and check for the hours because we have extended hours through the holidays. So we have different hours that each site's going to be open. We also have a site in Belvedere and we have a site in Freeport. So again, their hours are all different. We don't have just like the same hours at every spot. So it's probably just easier, especially if you're driving in the car, that you just go on our website and make an appointment that fits you. So not only does it take one hour, but you also get all the treats and goodies and snacks afterwards. Yeah, we have cookies and juice <laughs> and popcorn and occasionally people will bring in treats. And so. so how many pints of blood do you go through in every week, single week? We need to see about 700 people to meet our requirement. And it varies each week, our needs, but we need to probably get about 600 to 700 units a week. And you think, oh, if I do the math, there's not enough hours in the week to get 700, but you have multiple nurses, right? And these Correct. are all professionals that are doing the drawing of right. the blood? Right. We, um, we don't have nurses per se. We have phlebotomists who are specially trained in collecting blood. So it's very easy. It just takes an hour of your time. You can save lives. What about the people who want to expand and doing the plasma? I mean, is that a whole different field? So we have automated donations, and we do different types of things. We have where we call it apheresis, where they donate platelets. That's the sticky part of your blood, and that's really beneficial to cancer patients and people with heart attacks that have bleeding problems. And what we do is we put you on a machine, and it takes the blood out of your arm, and separates out the cells, and then gives you back your red cells. At the same time, these machines are really fancy. We can take a plasma off your blood. We can also, if you weigh enough and you meet all the requirements, and we also sometimes can take a red cell off your blood. So you're getting, you're giving all these products and saving all these lives. And it's, it's definitely, we definitely have a real need for platelet donors right now. Wow. We are talking to Heidi Onabini from the Rock River Valley Blood Center. Again, rrvbc.org if you want to follow along and get uh, scheduled for a blood donation. You mentioned you need 700 plus pints in a week. With the holidays, what kind of numbers are we looking at if we don't keep saying we need this? I mean, if you didn't do anything, that number would probably drop dramatically. Well, no, the need's still going to be there. We're right. just not going to have any, the people aren't going to be there. Right. So we won't have the people here. And what happens then is that we have to go out and find the blood from a, maybe another bl- local blood center, you know, in another community and have it shipped in. We don't try to do that. That's not something we do. The other thing that would happen is we'd stop elective surgeries. And, you know, I've been with the blood center since 1988. We've never not, we've never stopped elective surgery. So you know, that's just not an option. We will go out and try to find the blood somewhere else. But we want our, our communities to supply us. You know, our own blood's our safest blood. It's our own community members. They're regular donors. They've been tested before. So we want people to come in from our community. And Rockford can actually donate. Stateline can actually donate anywhere in the Stateline. If you can hear this, you're in. Um, I remember after 9-11, I went to the blood bank. So did everyone else that was the way they wanted to help out because they knew there was a need for blood the line wrapped around the building multiple times yeah we sent people home you know we knew at one point we figured out that they had let us know that there weren't survivors and that there wasn't going to be a huge need we actually were part of um a group of centers that were called on to at to send blood to 9-11 and we did send some blood But it became a point where we decided that we can't continue to collect all these people because we're not going to be able to transfuse it and we didn't want to waste it. So we asked people to just go home, um, 
come back at another time and donate later in the month or, you know, in the next couple months because we didn't want to have to throw out a unit. If you don't, it only lasts 42 days. So if you don't use it, you need to, you know, you have to get rid of it. So, and there was all over the country, everybody was donating blood. President Bush had asked people to go out and donate blood and boy, did people respond. And (laughs) it was amazing. It really was amazing. I'll never forget that as long as I live, how people came out and how awesome it was. But, you know, one thing I always say to people, every day someone has a 9-11 in their life. Every day something tragic happens to someone somewhere that's just as tragic to them as 9-11 was to our country. So, you know, things happen to people. Accidents happen. Heart attacks happen. Unexpected surgeries, traumas. You just don't ever know. So, you know, we need to keep that blood supply up. Especially as we go into the holidays. So, Can you heed the call one more time? And that would be this time. Now would be a great time. We are getting into that emergency level where you need blood. So if you can donate blood during the holidays, not just like tomorrow, like any time between now and the end of the year, correct? Yeah, any time. We really need people in on a constant basis. So even, you know, we don't, you don't all have to come tomorrow. You know, we could, you can spread it out, but make a commitment to, to this month that you're going to give something, give the gift of life to someone this month. You know, people get colds and flus. You might have well intentioned and you might come down sick, but we need people to heed the call and come out because if we don't have a constant supply, it's, it is a matter of life and death. All right. The Rock River Valley Blood Center needs your help. Thank you, Heidi, for coming in. You need details about hours and qualifications and all that other information we just talked about, rrvbc.org. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. And This Week in the State Line continues in a moment. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick and proud aunt. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. One in six. That little girl sitting alone at the playground, she can't play like the other kids. She doesn't have the energy because she's hungry. School lunch will be her only meal today. It breaks my heart that this is the reality in our country, but it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. This food is then provided to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about using your imagination, learning, and having fun. These children shouldn't have to miss out on simply being a kid because they're hungry. To find out how you can help end childhood hunger in your community, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Welcome to This Week in the State Line. We continue now with Riverside Community Church, which is at 6816 North 2nd Street in McChesney Park. They have a very unique holiday event coming up. It's a drive through live nativity scene. And here to tell us more about it is Pastor Bob. First of all, sir, thank you for being here today. Well, Steve, it's good to see you, and thank you for uh, helping us get the word out. And thank you for being here before all the uh, church sessions that are coming up for you today. Very, <laughs> very busy. Uh, drive through live nativity scene. I've actually done this before. Blows my mind when you when you think about how much work it takes to pull this off. But for someone who's not familiar with that, what are those four words together? Drive through live nativity. Yeah, it's uh, a, we considered a night in Bethlehem where they could experience uh, what we consider the true Christmas story out of the Bible, out of the book of Matthew and Luke, where we portray through characters and animals and narration the Christmas story. And you actually have the animals, and you have camels. We have camels, we have donkeys, we have sheets, 
We have lambs, we have goats, we have all kind of critters running around, so it gets kind of crazy. And then we have the people. I, I You know, that just blows your mind when you think about it. So uh, do we walk up and talk to these, or how does this all work out? It's a, it's, it's a drive-through um, with your car. We do have probably about 100 people every year that walk through. Um, but as the cars come in, they enter from the north um, onto, onto our property, and um, they're giving a, a a device that has the narration played on it, which portrays all the six scenes that they will they will witness. It has our good old friend Fred Spear doing the narration mm-hmm. uh, of these different scenes as they drive through, and they just have to click one little button, and as they get to each scene, and it plays that part of the story. So it really does come to life, the whole story, and six different scenes. You could have maybe condensed this to maybe just one, but you have to tell the whole story, right? Yeah, I mean, we could have just had the, the manger uh, the, with the Mary and Joseph and the baby and maybe a shepherd or so, but we, we, we bring it in where uh, Caesar's giving his decree and uh, issuing the, 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 uh, the decree to come back to uh, your hometown and pay your census and um, and then we have uh, Joseph and Mary going to the to the end uh, where they're turned away, and uh, the the angels appearing to the uh, to the shepherds, and uh, the the wise men traveling, and the and the manger scene. We we have put the whole package together. Yeah, and when you mentioned the angels, I'm shaking my head because that was the part that got me the most. The uh, costuming that goes into this. And when you add Mother Nature's little touch of wind or a snowflake here and there. It is moving. It touches your soul. We have heard that over and over about that scene. And, uh, you know, the angels might have the toughest job because they don't get to move around like everybody else. They have to have their arms outstretched. And so they're in the same position quite often as the cars come through. But we uh, we appreciate our angels. All right. So this is when? When, when does this live drive-through nativity scene event happen? Saturday, December the 7th and Sunday, December the 8th beginning at 6 p.m. on each night and concluding at 9 p.m. in each night. Obviously, if there's a few cars still in the in the driveway or in the street getting ready to turn in, we're, we're not going to turn them away at 9.05 or 9.10. So I'm thinking, okay, you just said the angels have to sit there with their arms spread out for three hours? Well, like I say, they do, they do take a break. We have two shifts of characters, so we have about 80 characters total, uh, 40 at a time, and, and we, we rotate them in slowly so it's not 40 and 40 coming in 40 going out we uh we slowly rotate them in so we have about 80 characters but they do get a little break and then um um but besides the 80 characters steve we have probably another 75 or 80 people behind the scenes that have made the costumes that have set up the the buildings have built things and people are serving the the the, the hot cocoa and coffee as we go inside to warm up when it's not our shift and so it takes about 150 to 160 people to pull this off and my wife has done a tremendous job of coordinating this this is our eighth year of doing this and is are there kids involved too i mean is it just the parishioners or community members it's uh it's it's all of our church people and last year we started incorporating some younger kids in the marketplace scene a new scene that we had where they're walking around uh at the market scene and um they had a just a, a tremendous experience doing it and they're excited to do it again and so i mentioned it's our eighth year of putting this on for the community and it's our gift to them um and we're just as excited steve this year as we were our first year of doing it 
So you say this is going to be the eighth year, you said? Eighth okay. year. So then how many people, are somebody counting cars or heads or what? How many people go through in that We weekend? do have the people at the beginning, um, as the people pull in, they're greeted, they're giving their listening device uh, for the narration, and they do have a little clicker. They try to keep a, a halfway accurate count, and every year, the last seven years, we've had between 2,500 and 3,300 people come through. And the traffic scene is unbelievable. I know you even include some of the uh, finest men and women in blue because of traffic issues on North 2nd Street, right? Yes, we use um, the Winnebago County Sheriff's Department has been a tremendous help in helping the traffic flow, and they do a, a great job, and we're so appreciative of them. And there's times, you're right, it does get crazy. There's times that the line of traffic is backed up. Uh, as many as much as thirty or forty minute wait, but we've always heard that it's, it was worth the wait. And so, Steve, I've been trying to give people some advice that you, you might, before you get in line, maybe pick up a pizza or get some sub sandwiches <laughs> or something to snack on as you're waiting in line. Oh, that's a great idea. I know when uh, my family and I drove through a couple of years ago, we didn't have the food, which I wish you had told me that then. Uh, <laughs> but I did go through like Woodward Governor, and I go look at all the other lights, and then you line up in line. The food would have been nice, and then we go through, and it just moves you. Is this a free, or is there a free will offering? It It is free. It, it, um, it's our gift to the community, and if somebody is very adamant about wanting to make a donation, then we just ask them to either send it into the church in the mail, or they can go online on our website and make a, a contribution. But we, we wanted this to be our gift to the community. Awesome. We're talking to Pastor Bob from Riverside Community Church at 6816 North 2nd Street in McChesney Park. Uh, the zip code for mailing, by the way, is 61115. Uh, so you, you have all these animals, you have all these people in costume. It has to cost some money to make sure those animals are taken care of. And the costuming and the changes every year, there's got to be some expense. Yes, we do have it. We have a budget uh, in our church budget uh, every year, but we also have people that give contributions on their own from the church. So it has become pretty self-supporting as far as the church does uh, find, do all the financing for it. So I know you have like a media, the TV stations locally cover it and such, but has anyone reached out nationally or has anybody picked up this information at all? Because this is truly moving when you go We've through We've not it. had any national uh, coverage, but we have had people travel as far as Iowa and Wisconsin and Indiana uh, and other states to, to just come and see it. Um, wow. So the word has got out in that fashion. That's so unique. What a great way to send out the uh, Christmas message through a drive through live nativity scene. Again, it is December 7th and 8th. That's a Saturday and Sunday coming up this upcoming weekend, 6 until 9 p.m. And uh, people can line up early, or do you wait until right at 6 o'clock or someone There's people who start lining up probably about 530 wow. to, to get that first spot or to get in line early, um, and they're anxious to get in there. And um like I say, it will back up for a while, and then towards the end of the evening, maybe uh, 8.30-ish, 8.40, it'll start slowing down a little bit. They might want to wait till then. But uh, uh, we're excited uh, that we can do this for the people and the community, and uh, we get a great response every year. And um, we've, we've been blessed. And, again, thank you guys for helping us get the word out. Well, Riverside Community Church is a, a beautiful location with the river right behind the windows and the altar. It's just truly moving uh, is there a, a way we can get a hold of you, Pastor Bob? This Pastor Bob Sheets, by the way. Is there a way we can get a hold of you for more information? If I want to make a donation, what's the best way to get in touch with you? We have our, our web, church website is rcchurch.net, and there you can see the information um, 
about the nativity. It's advertised right on our homepage. There's a, a link to a donation if you wanted to make an online gift. Um, but again, we we would like it to be our our gift to the people. Um, but we do appreciate if they if they want to do that, we will accept that. But um, again, we uh, we're, we're pleased with how the people has responded. We're pleased with how our church has embraced it. And to pull this off for another year, we're we're just as excited again as the first year of doing it. Absolutely. And then right after the drive-through live nativity, you get into collecting for different shelters for the season. I mean, you have a lot of community involvement in your parish. We do. We try to live out that word in the in the middle of our church name, community, uh, Riverside Community Church. We try to be out there for our neighbors and the community, the schools, and uh, yes, we do. Uh, we do get involved in a lot of different ways with in partner with different organizations and charities and ministries in the area, and we're, we're proud to do that and uh, for them to allow us to come alongside them. So, uh, yeah, we're proud to do that. Yeah, I bet just seeing the faces on the individuals, not only that you help out through the year, but through the drive through live nativity scene, it just truly makes it worth your while. Regardless of the weather, this happens. It's going to happen, rain or shine or snow or shine. It will happen. We've... Uh, we have um, experienced every kind of weather you can have. We've experienced uh, warm weather and dry weather. We've experienced uh, rainy weather and snowy weather and windy weather, and uh, we've withstood them all. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's been brutally cold sometimes, but it's been um, 40 degrees a few times. But uh, we're going to do it rain, shine, or snow. And then, of course, the question begs to be asked, baby Jesus, is that a real baby too then? Baby Jesus is the only one that's not a real person out there. Got to um, be safe. Got it. We got to keep him safe, and uh, but uh, like I say, for him to when you pull up to that scene as you did a couple of years ago, Steve, you know how moving it is, where people um, get their phones and their cameras and start taking the pictures of that scene. And we've had people use that picture um, for their Christmas cards and to, including their Christmas notes to people. So it's pretty pretty encouraging for us to see that and hear that and uh, to hear their testimony to what they experienced with their family going through. It's become a family tradition for many people. It really has. Uh, one last question, though, about the animals. Any wild stories about, like, camels getting out and running down North 2nd Street or, or anything or happening? We've been fortunate that we haven't had to chase them down North 2nd Street, but we have had to chase donkeys and sheep across our property a few times. And uh, the other thing is we do have um, fox and coyote uh, on our property, so we got to kind of keep an eye that they don't want to sneak into the the scene and be part of the nativity either so yeah, we'd have to rewrite everything at yes that we'd have to rewrite everything we've got to take care of those little lambs too so but, uh, uh, well thank you so much we've been talking to pastor bob sheets from riverside community church again at 6816 north second street in mcchesney park that's the address for the drive through live nativity scene on saturday and sunday december 7th and 8th from 6 until 9 p.m it truly is a a gift that you provide for the community. If you've never seen it before, you really need to experience it once. It's truly well, thank moving. you, Steve. And like I say, you know, Christmas season, as you know, and everybody knows, it gets the crazy time of the year and busy time. And so we just uh, we just invite people to slow down and and learn about the true meaning of Christmas. That's awesome. Thank you so much, sir. And that concludes another episode of This Week in the State Line. Thanks for listening. Join us next Sunday morning at six for another edition of This Week in the State Line. 